With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Happy, happy Tuesday. Today is January 15th. 2013, and you are tuned in to the Loretta McNary Live radio show. And with it being Tuesday, we have Loretta McNary presents Tuesdays with Michael Palmer. Yay! Michael's our spiritual personal coach, and we are so blessed to have him with us every Tuesday. And I tell you, he just takes us in in a new direction so that we can be new and have new things happen in our lives and I'm just so excited about today's show. We are continuing our study on renewing the mind, and Michael has laid such an amazing foundation that if we just follow and apply these words, that um, we really can renew our minds and change our lives, which changes the whole world when we change ourselves. So everybody welcome our spiritual personal coach, Michael Farmer. Hello, Miss. Yeah, hi, Michael. Michael. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. I forgot to say one thing I wanted to say, and that was happy 84th birthday to um, civil rights movement servant leader, guru, and that is the Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Happy, happy birthday. Oh, that's right. That is the 15th. I guess I'll be looking forward to the the federal holiday that I forget his actual birthday on the 15th. So happy birthday, Martin. (laughs) Yes, it is, because the actual holiday is Monday, which is also the inauguration day for our 57th president, and that would be President Obama. Yay! Yeah, and and, and on that note, on that note uh, of Martin Luther King, I remember years ago, uh, God gave me the revelation of how he was a prophet. Uh, Most people see him as a pastor, but he's a prophet. Uh, and his oh, work, definitely. His, his work definitely details what he did because prophets basically affect nations, um, and that's one of their callings is to effectuate change in nations, uh, and that's exactly what he did. And just not just the United States. And when we talk about nations, we're talking about groups of groups of people, not geographical locations. And he certainly right, did definitely. that all over the world. So he's. Uh, He's a definite modern day prophet and I uh I listened to his messages and wow he was I I, I don't like to use the, the term ahead of his time. He was perfect. That's, you read time. my mind, but that is that is so apropos to describing him to me. Exactly. So 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 he was perfect in his time. Uh and uh, God used him when he had an opportunity and, and his mountaintop speech he, he knew his time was up. Uh it's, I listen to it, and something I still still give me chills when I listen to it. But uh, he knew that the I time had come. So, uh, nevertheless, we are talking about uh, renewing the mind. Hopefully, we'll spend another two weeks on this, so we'll be able to spend the whole week of January on renewing the mind. And what a great way! A month, a month of January, yeah. Uh, for the 
just a great way to start the new year and um, starting with the thing that controls the very essence of who you are and that's your mind. And if you can renew your mind, you can stick to your resolutions because a resolution isn't a resolution if you haven't acted on what you resolve to do. So it's just like faith. Uh, if you resolve to do something, the evidence is you actually actually acting upon it. So uh, hopefully this past few weeks has been a blessing to you. It definitely has been a blessing to me. I always look to learn something while I'm uh, instructing or facilitating or whatever mode I'm in when it comes to ministry. I'm always looking to learn because if I'm looking to learn, then that permeates out into the listeners. So that, that same energy goes out into uh, to the listeners, that energy of learning and receiving. So I'm always right. in that same mode as well. Right, uh, and so I, we, uh, I believe that the greatest leaders of our times and the greatest speakers are those who are not who are not only teachers of what they're saying, but they're also students at the same time. Of course, I believe that's a, a characteristic of being a, a profound, prolific. Um, speaker and leader is that you are always you're teaching, but you're also always a student. Always, and that's you, Michael. Yeah, you are definitely never so ending. Gifted, because there isn't a place called there. That's that's one of my favorite quotes that I I call is there isn't a place called there. You never get there. When you get there, uh, that means you are. Uh, you are equating yourself with Jehovah. I mean, that you are omniscient. You know everything. And, of course, there's only one omniscient one, and that is uh, our Father and our God. That is true. That is true. That's true. Well, we're going to go forth into this lesson on today. Um, Last week, I want to recap what we read on last week. Uh, I tried not to give out too much information at one time because I didn't People ask and suffer from information overload. Um, prime example is I, my wife called me three times this morning to pick up things from the grocery store, and of course, I forgot one of the from the first call. I forgot why. <laughs> so because because the, the second and third phone call over overrode <laughs> overrode the, the first phone call. So I did I didn't pick up the first thing that she asked me to. So I I just got back. Uh, about 30 minutes ago from getting that. so, But that's a prime example of having too much information. Uh, but last week we actually started, last week we actually started the process of renewing the mind. We laid, it took us about two to three weeks to lay the foundation, and then we actually started the process last week. And I'm just going to run through that quickly, and if you want to get into detail, you can always go into the, uh, into the library or into the archives, and you can listen to the message in its entirety. But I just want to recap. Uh, first of all, to start the process, you have to accept the lordship of Jesus. Uh, point number two is you have to realize that you have an active part in the process. Very important step. And then thirdly, you have to foster a lifestyle of abstinence, sanctification, and holiness. And the word foster literally means to cling to in the mind. So I intentionally use that verb against to foster that, that mindset. And, of course, we talked about you know, what abstinence means and sanctification and holiness means. So today we're going to continue the process. We've got to start in the process, so we're going to show you how to continue the process because it's a continual process. Once you renew one area of your mind, 
then it's time to re- renew another. So you can use the same uh, same steps in the process and apply to each area that you're trying to renew. Uh, by way of review all the way back, we talked about ten different aspects of the mind, but the three that we basically deal with here on the show are your thoughts, your memory, and your imagination, and that deals with the present, the past, and the future, respectively, your thoughts, your memory, and your imagination. So we're going to continue with this on today, and hopefully you will glean something from it that will that you can put into use. My, my goal is always to make it practical, to give you something to do, uh, because that's what's going to truly effectuate, effectuate the change that you are so desiring, is putting actions to the thing that you want to do. So right, you have you to apply the word for it to work. If, if, if you want to inject, uh, interject, Loretta, before we uh, get started. Yeah, I was just saying how it, it's very important to take information in, especially good information, but it, it doesn't serve the true purpose of information and wisdom and knowledge and understanding if you don't apply it to your everyday life. So you have to apply it. You just can't agree with it. So, yeah, that sounds good, and yes, that is true. However, the next point is you have to apply it. So we can't say that enough. Don't just listen to the messages, whether at church or here on Tuesdays with Michael Farmer on the Loretta McNair Live Show. We have to apply it, and it may it's going to seem uncomfortable because anything that we try that's new for us, it, it appears to be uncomfortable. But if you push past that level of uncomfort, you will find transition and transformation. That's what I wanted to add. Well, that's, that, that's good. That is a good point to add in there. And with that said, let's get into today's lesson. Uh, we're continuing the process on the day of renewing the mind. And it'll be three parts again in this one, and then we'll give you the scripture basis for each one of them as we get into it. Number one is you have to strengthen the law of the mind, strengthen the law of the mind. Now, the word law in this context means prescriptive use. Take a note of that. The word law in the context of of what I'm talking about today means prescriptive use. That means that you, like, just like when you take medicine that your doctor prescribes to you, you are you are putting it into prescriptive use. It tells you what to take, how much to take, and when to stop taking it. And then, of course, it's going to give mm-hmm. you all of the side effects, and it's going to give you the benefits and everything that goes with that prescription of that medicine. Well, just a thing called the law of the mind. I don't think most people are talk about it, especially in church, but the law of the mind, uh, Paul touches on it in his letter to the Romans, and let's go to Romans chapter 7. I'm not going to read it. You actually have to read the entire chapter of Romans, chapter 7 of Romans, to understand what's been said here, but we're going to put out a a few key points in here, then we're going to deal with solutions. Uh Uh, Look at, let's start with Romans chapter 7. Verse number, let's find a good starting point here. Okay. Let's start verse number six. Okay. I am not on the computer. I'm using old school methods today. 
<laughs> I'm definitely in the Bible. I'm in the Bible, not on the Bible. <laughs> so I'm going to Romans 7, which is in the New Testament. I thought it would also be good to start telling people where these Bibles, um, where the chapters are located, like, in, you know, what's before it and what's afterwards, so we can kind of educate people that don't know, because we can't assume that everybody you know, no. Well, but I always tell people don't be a, don't be ashamed to use the table of contents. If uh, exactly. that's how, that's one way to learn for the books. I go to that table of contents and kind of memorize that table of contents. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm the type of person. Yeah, there's they, no way I can kind of, possibly I want remember. them to kind of expand it and know that you know, of course, and, and it's a letter that Paul wrote, and so it's, it's, it's in there with all the letters that he wrote, and you just have to start knowing the orders after. The, um, well, uh, well, well, you know something, Loretta. We're, we're going to deal with that when it, uh, when we get to the segment of how to how how to study the Bible. That's that's a segment oh, in okay. the Bible study course that I teach is how to study the Bible. So, 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 so that'll that'll come forth because there are some ways you can do that, and there's some history that's going to be involved with it. It's gonna it's gonna actually shock you. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to I don't want to okay. get that far today. But in the meantime, and in between time. <laughs> Use the table Romans content. is in between Acts and Corinthians. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Michael, I'm I'm through. I'm ready. So I so so I'm assuming everybody's there. So I'm going to start reading, and I'm reading from the King James version. Then we're going to switch over to another version that kind of makes it plain. And it says, "But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead for in we were held." that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Verse 7, what shall we say then? If the law sin, God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law. For had I not known lust, except the law had said, thou shalt not covet. So so Paul is making a point here that's, that's saying that it is the knowledge of the law it's what give it's what gives us that it's what puts sin in motion. Um, when God laid down the law to Adam, that said, "Of all the trees of the garden, you can eat from these trees, but if you eat from that tree right there, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil," He said, "In the day you eat thereof, you're going to truly die." So God laid forth the law for Adam to follow. Well, of course, we know the story. They they got tempted and they ate of that tree and in and in doing so, Adam died first of all spiritually and of course at some point he died naturally. So so that's what the that's what the intent of the law is, is to make you knowledgeable of what's wrong and what's right. Uh, but look at um, verse number eight. It said, "But sin, taking occasion by the commandment." Wrought in me all manner of concupiscence, and it just means unstrained, unstrained lust or passion. It says, for without the law, then was dead. So Paul said the only reason that sin is alive in me is because the law activated. He said he had not known lust except it said do not covet. If he didn't say do not covet, then lust is okay. But now, since he the law says thou should not covet, he now is now knowledgeable of the power of sin in lust. That's what gives sin its power is the law. Always remember that. 
But thanks be to God that Christ came to fulfill the law. He didn't do away with the law. He just fulfilled it. Uh, I like to give this example like I I finished grades 1 through 12. Now, all the information I learned in grades 1 through 12 were relevant, and I still are relevant to my life. doesn't mean that I have to go back and repeat grades K through 12. But I have fulfilled all those requirements that that the uh, that the law was required for me. I fulfilled all those grades because the law told my parents they need to have me in school. So when I fulfilled that, then I was finished with it. Well, that's where this that example that deals with the law as well. Christ fulfilled all mm-hmm. the requirements of the law. Doesn't mean that the effect of the law is not still being felt, but we don't we don't have to go back and live letter by letter. Of that law, verse six says that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. So when when we finish with this, we're going to show you that sin is a choice, which is yeah. one of the aspects okay. of the mind. Sin sin is a choice. It's always a choice. It's not the devil made me do it. Uh, it's not that I slipped. It's not that I made a mistake. Is that you made a decision? When it's all said and done, you made a decision. You weighed the merits. The word decision means to to weigh all the the merits of your options, and then you pick one. So that's what a decision is. It means to cut off. So let's drop all the way down to. And it says, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would that I do, I mean, I'm sorry, for that I would that do I not. But what I hate that I do. Now, I'm I'm going to read this in, because it it seems like he's he's talking in in riddles here. (laughs) So I'm going to read it. (laughs) I'm going to read it in the uh, in the New Living Translation, which is which is a pretty good uh, translation of the Bible into English. And I'm going to reiterate, just because King James is not the only version that's of God. So if you've been taught that all the versions of the Bible are the devil, then they taught you wrong. Case closed. Absolutely. I'm, 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 okay. I'm reading the New Living Translation. Verse where's verse? I thought in verse fourteen, right? It says so. Right. The trouble is, so it says so. The trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, but what I want to do, what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So when people recognize what they're doing is wrong, they are agreeing with the law. They're agreeing with the law of sin and death. They say, wow, that's right, you know, because, and, and your conscience, another aspect of the mind, your conscience is the thing that makes you aware of that. How many? I mean, because I, I, I still remember, and I always, I always uh, testify to this. 
when I got saved back in, in 1989, I just knew on the inside of me that I that I should stop sinning. I didn't read it in the Bible. I was just thoroughly convinced that day, and I knew, and I know now it was the Holy Spirit that was revealing that to me, that uh-huh. I needed to stop what I was doing. And then, of course, once I got into the Word and read it, I thought, okay, this, I guess, lack of a lack of a better word, this, on uh, this feeling or this, this knowing that I had was confirmed by His Word. Now let's let's finish reading in the King James, and then we're going to read, go back to the uh, go back to the New Living Translation. Well, you know something. Let, let's just finish reading the New Living Translation. That way you can have okay. an understanding of what's going on. Let's start. Uh, we're at verse eighteen now, and okay. Paul is saying, "And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't." I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing it wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. So he's accepting full responsibility for his actions here. Notice he didn't say the devil made me do it. <laughs> he, he he realized that there was a law that was operating within his flesh called the law of sin and death, and that's what he's revealing to us. And thank God he's revealed that to us. He said, "When you set out to do what's right and you don't, then you know that's that's the law of sin operating. When you have a desire to do what's right and you constantly doing wrong, you know that that's the law of sin or death that's operating in your flesh. In other words." You're caving in to the dictates of the flesh and not to the dictates of the spirit. And I'm going to show you what I'm talking about here. Look at verse number 21. And he's been he's been he's been to release us from all of this this trap. He says, "I have discovered this principle of life. You better listen to the principle that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another power within me." That is at war with my mind. So he's, he's letting us know that I know what in me is to do right. So I realize now that there's a there's a war that's going on between my flesh and my mind. That's been reading. He said this power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. And he's talking about his sin nature. And he says, oh, what a miserable person I am who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death. And then he's going to set himself free. He's going to give himself the answer. He said, thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you Hmm. see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Wow. Now, if, if if that doesn't free anybody, today, then, like I say, you need to examine your life and say, am I truly born again, because we talked about <laughs> several months ago. So he has given wow, us the answer good. to that. So, so you have to renew your mind concerning that. That's an aspect of your mind that you have to renew, and that's concerning the power of sin in your life. You have to realize that Jesus died to free you from the power of that sin. He said the answer is in what? Our Lord 
and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the answer to your sin problem. So now go over to Romans chapter 8. Just Ooh, a it's one chapter. of my favorite chapters. I'm it's, so it's, glad it's, we're going there. It's, it's, it's a different chapter, Loretta, but the, he's still talking about the same thing. Just right, the renewing a, a of the mind and the flesh exactly. being weak and, yeah, and Jesus paying the so, price. So as I said before, this is point number one. We are strengthening the law of the mind, and we build up the mind by nullifying the dictates of the flesh. Listen to that. You build up your mind by nullifying the dictates of the flesh, and that's what Paul is giving us, showing us how to do that. Look at verse number one in uh, chapter eight. It says, "So now I'm still reading in the New Living Translation." It says, "So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, and because you belong to Him." The power of the life-giving spirit has freed you. Let me read that phrase again. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Now, just just let that soak in. I, I know you have been taught otherwise. A lot of people in this, you probably been taught otherwise. That you, you, I mean, you just sold under this power. You're not. That's why Christ died is to activate that power in your life to free you from the clutches of sin that leads to death. And death simply means separation, separating from your physical body, separating from your finances, separating from your peace, separating from your joy, separating you from the righteousness of God, separating you from the presence of God. That's what sin does. And Jesus gave us that freedom to, in, to enjoy it by just receiving him, the work that he did on the cross. So let's finish mm-hmm. reading. It says, the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. And he's saying he's using the law of Moses because Moses was the progenitor of the law, which means the first five books. If that's the context he's talking here, the law of Moses means the first five books of the Old Testament. And some people call it the Pentateuch. And I don't want to get into that, but it means the first five books is what he's alluding to here. And, of course, you know those. is quoted from Loretta, Genesis. Genesis, <laughs> Exodus. Exodus, Numbers. Exodus. I may not be saying it right, but I know them. <laughs> Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Every time I, every time I think about it, I hear yeah. it's quoted Genesis, in churches. Exodus, Sometimes Leviticus, they have to Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So yeah. those first five sort of books is talking about the, the law of Moses. That's what he's referring to. He said those first five books that give you a remembrance of the law or the remembrance of your sin for nature, he said because the law was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sin for nature, it says so God, I like that, so God. Some people like to say but God. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. Wow. Mm-hmm. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. And I can drop the mic and walk off the stage from right here. I can drop the mic right now. Because people need to be free because a lot of, you know, yes, yes. people so, have been so taught that, you know, hell, fire, and damnation, and 
Wow, you, they you, need you to be don't have free. to be sold. You don't have to be sold under sin. You have been set free. That's right. Just like it, it reminded me of the movie I just watched with Django. Every time they were trying to treat him like a slave, he would he would show his what emancipation papers. Look, I'm free. You can't treat me like you can't treat me like <laughs> I'm a slave. Why? Because someone this man paid the price for my freedom. So you have to respect me as a free man. That's basically what he was saying. I don't know whether you saw the movie Django or not, Loretta. I have seen it, but I've I've heard about it and read and saw the interview with Oprah and everybody. So yeah. Yeah, but it it was I and and when I watch a movie, I'm always looking for spiritual principles in it. But but in it, that's 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 where his boldness came from, was that he was no longer a slave, no longer subject, no to the punishment, you know, of, of these laws. Why? Because. This man paid the price for my freedom. Well, Jesus paid the f- price for your freedom, and you have to stick your chest out when sin tries to raise his head and say, no, I still got this grip on you. You say, no. You need to, matter of fact, you need to quote it to your flesh because your, your flesh has to, to listen to what you say. It has no other choice. It's a captive audience, and then it has to do what you say. And look, and, right. and then, and, come on, look, Loretta, I'm going to start from verse 1, and I'm going to read down to verse 3. So now, so this is the answer. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And Uh in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. Man, I can can literally dance a jig right now. Because (laughs) this this makes it so plain. It, It can't get any plainer. It can't get in the planer. So, so, so the way that you renew your mind is that you strengthen the law of the mind, and you have to build up your mind just like you build up to your biceps and any other part of your body. Build up your mind by nullifying the dictates of the flesh and realizing that He's given you the power to do so, and that power is through what His Son did on the cross for you. And you have to think about, I don't want to disappoint him. I would not right. let his life, I would not let his sacrifice be in vain in my life. You have to determine that. You have to talk to your body. When you get those cravings and desires in your flesh, you have to talk to your flesh and let your flesh know that. And once you try, you will realize that, wow, my flesh has to obey me. Because your body is a slave. A body, your body is a slave to your mind. I mean, it has to do with what your mind says. Let that let just let that soak in for a few for a few seconds. Your body has to do what your mind says, and that's what we're talking about, the law of the mind here. He says the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed me from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is in your flesh. The law of the spirit is in your mind. 
for your mind is what's going to keep you living above sin in your life. Anything you want to interject to, Loretta? I, I, I know it probably slow at you, too. But if it's, it's, I'm just feeling you, good about the news. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm feeling not about the news because it's not news to me. It's a reminder, and you broke it down exactly. so completely. You know, because there is no condemnation, and I heard that, and I received it, and I knew that. But if you don't know what comes after that verse, that we are now free because Christ, Pay the debt that we could we wouldn't have been able to pay. And I like what you said when you said um, build up the mind by nullifying the demands or the dictates of the flesh. Wow! Yes. And then you added your body is a slave to the mind because you know I hear people say, "Well, my mind, my body got a mind of its own." <laughs> no, I don't. I'm like, but you you are in charge. You tell your body what to do, and we kind of um, touched on that last week about. You give directions to your fingers to wave and your hands, your fingers to move, your hands to wave, yes. your feet to, yes. you know, move, and your eyes to blink. So you, you do have the power. You can do this. You can you so can. do you, this. You can, because once you renew your mind in a certain area, it, it's, I mean, I'm, I hate to use the word impossible, but I'm, I'm going to go out there on a limb. It is once you renew that mind, it is impossible for you to go back to that old way of thinking and living. Because because you because you, you, you're going to experience the, the rush of 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 uh, energy and a rush of uh newness and a rush of insight that, that God gives you once you get your mind to that point. It almost like uh giving up you know, to say that that you live in a slum. You say at one point you lived in the slum, and at one point then you got the money enough to move out of the slum and go and move into this nice, wonderful mansion. People waiting on your hand and feet. There is no way <laughs> that you're going to go back and live in that slum again. Well, that's what you do when you turn from the life that Christ has extended you and offered you and you've accepted it, and then you go back to the life of sin. And that, that's probably about the best analogy I can leave. That's what he's giving me right now. So don't don't go back to the slums in your mind. Stay mm. in the mansion. Just think about the mansion that he said he's prepared for you. In his father's house, there are many mansions of many rooms. And he said, and if, if it wasn't so, he would not have told you. So Jesus ain't going to lie to you. He has some even better things prepared for you. But you have to do the thing his way. Let's go to point. Let's go to point number two. Wow, I didn't. I didn't think I was going to point number one like that. So point number <laughs> one, you have to strengthen the law of the mind. You build up the mind by nullify, nullifying the dictates of the flesh. And there's Romans seven, entire chapter of Romans seven, and Romans eight one through three. Now you can finish reading on down there, and it'll bless you. But I just wanted mm-hmm. you get. Um, to get you on, on get you, to get you started. Point number two of continuing the process of renewing the mind: walk in full awareness and knowledge of what you have learned concerning Christ. Go to Ephesians chapter four, verse seventeen. Okay, I'm trying. Once I want to write that down because that was good. Walk in Once full again, awareness, awareness and knowledge of what you have learned concerning Christ. You have to walk in what you already know. 
Go for what you know, as some people say. <laughs> <laughs> Go for what you know. That's um, that's 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 a that's the short of it. Go for what you know. Walk in full awareness and knowledge of what you have learned concerning Christ. Ephesians four. We're gonna start. Let's find a good starting point here. Ephesians four. Again, Verse another 17. letter that Paul wrote. Yep. Ephesians 4, let's look at verse number 17. I'm, 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 I'm going to hang out in the New Living Translation today. It's one of my favorite okay. verses for just reading. I, I'd like you to amplify a verse when I do a little bit of studying because it, it amplifies those words uh, by defining what those words mean in the Greek and the, the Greek and the Hebrew. Greek for the New Testament, mm-hmm. Hebrew for the Old Testament. And like I said, we're, we're going to get into this, this Bible study thing. Hopefully, Hopefully within uh, the next few weeks we'll probably go ahead and deal with that. So it's, it's, it's so much we want to deal with right now. So Ephesians 4, are you there, Loretta? 17? I'm there, 17, right? Yes. And and you can follow along with me because what it says in the King James, it, it's, the, this is just the English version. It's not in King's English or the old 17th century Elizabethan English. It's, it's how we talk today. Yeah, that's all. It does not take that's, away from God's word. It's just translated exactly. to the language that people are currently speaking. Yes, and can understand, because when all is said and done, you have to get an understanding. you got to okay. know what they're saying. you got to know what you're reading. That's right. Look at verse 17. Verse 17, New Living Translation says, With the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Verse 18, (laughs) their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life of God. I'm sorry, they wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Look at verse number 20. He said, but this, but that isn't what you have learned about Christ. Look at verse number 20. What, what does it say there? He said, he, said that, he said, you have not so learned Christ. That's what it so, says in the King James. New Living Translation said, but this isn't what you learned about Christ. Verse 21, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, number, verse 22, throw off. What's implied there, you, you throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Verse 23, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Wow, man, this, um, I'm, about to get, I'm about to get filled up here, Loretta. Instead, <laughs> verse 23, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Verse 24, then it goes back to you. Put put on, I mean, you put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Then it gives you some more things to do after that. We're not going to get into that, like, you no know, stop lying and and quit being mad and angry. It's just some more things. I want to get into that. I'm, I'm sticking to my point here. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. these verses just clarify my statement. Walk in full awareness and knowledge of what you have learned concerning Christ. 
So so if you're out there constantly being led by the dictates of your flesh, that lets me know that you have not been taught by Christ. You still being taught by your flesh. And it's quite possible that his spirit may not be in you. I mean, you have to judge that for yourself. I can't do that. I'm just, I'm just talking about possibility here. If you are constantly in sin, I mean, just practicing habitually, that's all your lifestyle is, and, and you are a professing Christian, you need to really do a self-examination. And I'm not trying to condemn anyone here. I'm just trying to get you to the point where you have to renew your mind. Do you really want to be free? Do you really want that mind to be renewed? Do you really want to see transformation take place in your life? Can nobody answer those questions but you? Can no one honestly answer those questions but you? That's right. So I'm going to go back like that and, and read through it without stopping. Like I did last one. We're gonna start at verse seventeen. Wow, this is Loretta, this is this is powerful. It says, With this is Paul talking again. He said, With the Lord's authority, I say this. So so he's he's clarifying where where this is coming from. He says, Live no longer as the Gentiles do. And the word Gentile means someone who doesn't have a covenant. Well, they are hopelessly confused. So are you hopelessly confused? I'm I'm just reading. Their minds yeah. are full of they, their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life of God. I'm sorry, they wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. So if you're wandering around in darkness, he said the only reason you do so is because you have, is what? Close your mind Hard and hard your yeah. heart against God. So we're talking about how to, how to renew this thing after you close it and harden it. Verse 19, they have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. So if these verses identify you and let you know you're a Gentile and you don't have a covenant with God. So, but you, you have to let these things judge. You have to be your own judge in this. Because God says, I'd rather you judge yourself before I come to judge you. All right. Jesus said, Jesus put it this way, I'd rather you fall on me than I fall on you. Because if I fall on you, I'm going to grind into powder. Wow. And, I mean, I mean he's going to pulverize you. I mean, and, and most people know that. And, and no, I'm not going to make that point, but, but, but there's a... There's a place where you have to make that decision. Now is not the time for the statement I'm about to make, but we'll talk about that later. Verse 20, it said, but that isn't what you have learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So so what is the true nature of God? That you're truly righteous and what? Holy. And that's what we talked about holy. last week, living, living in holy. Holy. Holy is holy. not a dirty word. It don't mean that, you, that you're dressed in a certain way. It means that you're taking on God's nature. 
you have to you have you are demonstrating the nature of God when you live holy and you live a life of righteousness. That's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. Not based on what you were, but how you conduct yourself in a consistent manner. Okay, that's point number two. Point number three, we have to you have to function in the power of the spirit and not just the letter of the book. Once again, point number three and continuing in the process of renewing your mind. Function in the power of the Spirit or the Holy Spirit and not just a letter of the book. Ooh, function with the power. Yeah, function in the power of the Spirit, spirit and, not, and not just a letter of the book. Because because if, if, if all you're doing is quoting Scripture and your life hasn't changed, then it lets you know that you're living in the letter of the book and not in the power of the Spirit. Because the Spirit is the one who determines what to be written in the book. He's the one that can decipher for you what was written in that book. And he's also given ministry gifts to do that, of which one of them I am. So that's what I'm doing today, helping you to walk in the full awareness of what Christ says concerning your life. And you can't live a life of victory until you renew your mind. So once again, function in the power of the Spirit and not just the letter of the book. Let's go to uh, let's go to Corinthians. Go to Second okay. Corinthians, Second Corinthians three and six. We may do two scriptures here, but we'll see once we get here. Second Corinthians three. <laughs> Second Corinthians three. Let's start with. Uh, uh, that's all verse number four. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 4. Function in the power of the Spirit. And not the old. Okay. What book. verse again, Michael? Verse 4. 2 Corinthians okay. chapter 3, verse 4. Verse and I'm, 4. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm still reading in, and I'm still reading in New Living Translation. Once I get to another verse, I'll always let you know the number that we can keep up. Because we are confident of all this because of our great trust in God through Christ. Verse 5, it is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualifications come from God. Verse 6, he has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. Just mentioned that not too long ago about if the Gentiles don't have access or have not operating in the covenant. Verse 6 again, he has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. This is a covenant not of written laws, but of the Spirit. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the Spirit gives life. That's the first scripture. Let's, let's look at another one. Go to Romans chapter. Go to Romans chapter 2. Let's go back to Romans. Romans is a very powerful book if you ever get an opportunity to read it. It is a very, very powerful book. So Romans chapter 2, let's start. I normally have what? Because some of you may be thinking, well, well, that that, that Bible only applies to he's He's talking to... Jewish descendants. Well, well, we we going to catch you in this verse if if, if that's your train of thought. He, he's talking to Jewish descendants. 
or he's talking to Jews and not to us. Let's start verse number 28. It says, for you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one who is right, whose heart is right with God. And the true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a charge, I'm sorry, it is a change of heart produced by God's Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. Now, let me read back down through that again, because this, like I said, this may be something that you've never heard before. Mm-hmm. For, you, for you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew it's one whose heart is right with God. So so what's the qualification or requirement for a true Jewish person? It's one whose heart is right with God. He said, and true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. And the letter of the law means that Paul told them that, I mean, not Paul, but Moses told them that they have to circumcise, have to circumcise the male, the male child. There was a sign that, that they were in agreement with the law. That was the sign of that. Right, that was an outward sign. That's an outward sign. But he says, Mm -hmm. rather, it is a change of heart produced by God's spirit. So that change is produced by who? God's spirit. God's spirit. It it all goes back to the spirit effectuating all this change in you, and you just have to walk in it. And let's finish reading. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. So if you are seeking the praise of men, what does that mean? That you don't have a changed heart. A person with a changed heart does what? Seeks praise from God and not from people. Uh So God is the one that justifies you. He's the one that that declares to you that I, I am really pleased with what you're doing. Because some some yeah. people want to be justified by them. They they live raggedy, sinful lives. As long as they're getting some justification from men, they feel okay. He said, no, but a person with a changed heart sees praise from God, not from not from people. And if you are living a sinful life, God is not going to praise you. Mm, that's deep. Because and, a friend and I, a friend of mine and I, were on the phone. Uh, we were praying and talking. Both of us just needed to be uplifted, and we were uplifting each other and just praying for so many things in our lives and the lives of others. And we each agreed that you have to stop people pleasing. You cannot please God and please people at the same time. Now, no. sometimes when you are pleasing to God, people will be pleased, but that shouldn't be your goal. People pleasing should no. never be your goal. And so this is a good point that you just made to help those of us who suffer with that people pleasing thing or used to suffer, I should say, with the people pleasing is that, uh, well, we have just remembering what you just said, that when you have a changed heart, you seek the praise from God and not from people. So that will help. Um, those out there who think they're, who proclaim to be people pleasers and are working in exactly. trying to, you know, crucify that flesh in that area to just you know, just please God. You don't have to worry about what somebody else is gonna say about you or how they feel about you, because if you're pleasing God, you're right, you're in the right place. 
you are in the yes, right place, are. and that's the totality of all, of it all. And 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 Loretta, remember what we talked about a few weeks ago when we were talking about faith. That without faith, it is impossible. Impossible. That means that there is the possibility doesn't exist to please God, and you walk in faith by believing and trusting. The first of all, that he is. And secondly, that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Diligently, mm-hmm. not not every now and then, but constantly pursuing him. <laughs> yeah, not half-hearted, not with your and eye not, on what people are thinking. One eye on people, what are they thinking? And one eye on, oh, I want to please God. You can't do it like that. you got to be, mm, you know, he talks no. about being lukewarm when it relates to him anyway. So you just gotta change your mind, change your heart, and you do that. And that's what we're saying. Excuse me. What we're simply saying in this whole study on renewing the mind is, know what you know, you know, and please God. If if you love Him, you want to please Him, just like with your parents or your spouse or your children or your parent, you know, your neighbor, whoever you love. You do things to please them. You don't want to do anything to hurt them. So no. your relationship with God should be even greater than that. You should not want to do anything that would displease him. So so, so in order to recap what we've just talked about today about continuing the process, is point number one was strengthen the law of the mind by, by building up the mind by nullifying the dictates of the flesh. So remember that you build up your mind by nullifying the dictates of the flesh, and the Spirit is there to help you in all that you do. He's one that's called alongside to help you in every endeavor of life. If you truly want it, into that Spirit to help you, and He is a gentleman and He will do it, especially if you know your heart is is sincere toward makes sincere concerning their request. Number two, walk in full awareness and knowledge of what you have learned concerning Christ. So, so the things that you learn concerning Christ, you know, that the Spirit shows you and what the Spirit confirms in, in, in the Bible that you read every day, walk in that. Walk in it. The word walk just means to live, to tread all around, and what it means to walk. Yeah. And point number three means to, mean, not means, but point number three is function in the power of the Spirit and not just the letter of the book, and I gave you two scriptures to deal with this one because I want to show you. I don't want to show you that that you have to deal with the spirit of God. God, God was so faithful that 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 He gave a part of Himself, and 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 the spirit of God represents the mind of God. And God said, "You know something, Jesus, because you were faithful to do that, and you made a promise to them that that you were going to send them another Comforter." or apparently someone that's called alongside, and God was faithful to do that. Jesus completed his work, and then he sent the Holy Spirit, which represents the mind of God, to reside within us. So just think about that. The, the scripture tells us that the, that the patriarchs and the prophets of old desired to just even peep into the day that we're living in. I mean, not, not even be there, but they desire to just look into that thing. <laughs> and we're here and living it. We're that hybrid. We're that hybrid being that they were so looking forward to, to be completely free 
from the drip and the reminder of sin that they had to offer. Every year there was a reminder of sin because they had to offer sacrifices every year. But the Bible says, thanks be to God that Jesus did it once and for all. And then literally, <laughs> literally, he, he died once and he died for all and he's not going to do it again. So now that power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the Bible tells us is now resident on the inside of you. And it can resurrect any dead part in your life if you want it to do so. So we've started the process of renewing the mind. We're going to continue the process. And, and we're going to close out this problem next week and just do a complete recap of everything that we talked about in the last Tuesday in January. Because we we got to move forward. We we can't stay here forever. I mean, I, I could if I wanted to, but we we got to move on to some greater things. We know we right. There there is so yeah. much more, and this is something. This is something that you don't. It's a journey. You don't arrive. This is something you have to continue to do. We have to continue to renew our mind in certain areas, and then because there's so many areas that we have to do this in. So don't think because we stop the study on it that you stop renewing your mind and that. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> it does not work like that. We we are uh, energy, so we're always changing, and, and things happen in our lives, and it will kind of make you go backwards because you get so overwhelmed sometimes with what happens in your life. But the Word is always there to read, and the Holy Spirit is always there to guide, and, of course, Jesus' yeah. love is always there to cover. So just remember that. And then the the beauty of doing this show on Blog Talk Radio, you can always go back to archives. You can go back from day one when we first launched Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach, which was, I think, in September. Was it, Michael? Yes, it was. And we're, we're, we're into the beginning of the fourth month. So, yeah. So right. That was, that so it's been a while. So there's a ton of uh, content for you to keep refreshing your mind, renewing your mind, refreshing your heart, and share it with other people. It's it's easy. It's free. It's always available 365 days a week, um, 24 hours a day. This study is available. It doesn't have to be Tuesday. It's available any day of the week that you want to um, study. And I have also have built a website for Loretta McNary Live, and the section of Tuesdays with Michael is on. You can go in here. Audio will be We'll stream some of those shows on the website as well, so you can tell everybody to go there. Michael is easily accessible at um, gloryapp at aol.com. You can find him on Facebook. You can find him on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, Loretta McNary Show. You can find me on Twitter, at Loretta McNary. So we're accessible. You don't have to just listen to us. You can have real conversations. Michael, through Discipleship International, is a – Oh, my goodness, he's such a gifted and talented spiritual personal coach that you can do this one-on-one with just him. It's very confidential, very personal. It's not a one-size-fits-all. He makes it very um, personal, so it becomes the intimate conversations you two have with him or you have with him to help you further this study and to improve your life and your relationship with God. I just wanted to make sure I threw that out since I, I knew we didn't want to go into something really deep in the last couple of minutes of the show that's left today, Michael, did you want to um, add anything um, for today's study or no, the conversation but, uh, but, we've but, had today? No, but 
Well, I, I'm, I'm gonna add a few things, but you you said something that was just very. It kind of stuck me when you said it, and you said you 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 have the Bible there to read, and then you have the Spirit there to guide you. I, I mean, that's it. That is so simple, but it's the Bible. But God tells us that He uses the simple things to put to shame or to con- confuse those who are wise in their own conceits. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. so the simplicity the simplicity of being a Christian is as you said, just picking up that Bible and reading it, and then allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you. I I know it sounds oversimplified, but it actually is, uh, and and I just dare you to do it. I mean, I as I say, I, don't <laughs> I dare know. you do more of it because I know uh, you know we got so millions of people it. who go ahead and read. Go ahead, Loretta. So do more. I was just saying, do more of it. Spend some, spend some quality time. Don't, don't do it through the obligation because God doesn't. To me, He doesn't honor what we figure when we study as an obligation that exactly. we just feel we just gotta do it. He wants us to do it out of obedience to Him, out of love for Him, and that we want to build a personal relationship with Him. That's what He honors, and that's what I believe He really rewards us for. Is when we we don't do it out of obligation, we do it out of love for Him and and reverence and honor. We bless his name. He he enjoys that, and we could never, ever repay him for what he's done for us and what he continues to do for us. But if you just spend a little time with him, just getting to know him, I guarantee two things are going to happen. One, you're going to learn so much more about God and how to apply his word to your life so that you can live um, the kind of life that you want. And then, two, you will find and learn so much more about who you are and what your purpose is and how to discover it and live in it and then encourage other people to do the same. And that's what Michael does every day. He has discovered his purpose, so now he his purpose further is that he wants us to discover and to live in our purpose and help other people. So it should be a continuation, a domino effect of everybody discovering their purpose, living in purpose and on purpose, and then passing it on. That is so true. That is so true. I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm not going to say it. But, I just want but, us but. to get it. You know, we, we do an hour. Sometimes we do 90 minutes on the show when, you know, when we're led there. But I know this study has been one of those, you know, it's been probably, for me, one of the most difficult studies because this is like the the um, the nucleus. This is the um, the epicness of the study because you've got to start here. We've we got to be here to renew our minds. And sometimes yes, it's a do. tough conversation to have. It is, and you. I mean, you. You and I'm like you. If I can, sometimes I get this feeling. If I can just that ability to kind of just split you open and just pack it in there and then pull you back up, <laughs> I would. But I can't. So, 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 so you have to use your senses, like like your ears, and then that's what your ears are, are for to hear. And and just, I mean, soak it in because I mean, this this is good. Feeding this this is feeding by by which you can grow, and not grow yeah. but just yeah. uh, grow to the point not to be boastful, but grow to the point where you can now help somebody else, and 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 that's what yeah. Christianity is all about is us becoming coming mature in the things of God, so we can help others, so we can let that light that He so ordained us to be 
to let it shine everywhere we go in the marketplace, uh, on our jobs, at home. Uh, sometimes we just want to shine our lights at church. But no, his, yeah. his light was the And all the people that we associate with the most, but that, that's not right. it. <laughs> it's so much deeper life, and more than that. No, yeah. Loretta, lights are intended to shine in darkness and not in, not in other light. Light doesn't need light. Light doesn't need light. Darkness needs light. Exactly. So, so, so we are the light of the world and the salt of the earth, and that's why we're still here. And every every day I wake up, that reminds me that God is saying, "Okay, there's some more people out there that are in darkness that need your light, and there's some more because I'm not willing that any should perish. He's not willing to lose anything that He created. Your life when you create something." It's not your will that that thing perishes. Mm-mm. So, so his, no, his desire is that 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 everyone. But the thing he gave us is is a will. And the powerful thing about God is that he 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 gives us that choice to submit that will to his will or not. That's 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 why you know you're created in his image and in his likeness because he gave you a free will. Uh, so that's that's the sign that that you come from God is because you do have that free will. Other than that, you right. made you a robot. Other than that, you could have made you a <laughs> robot and just told you what to do and you do it. Or not made you at all. Exactly, but but he created. <laughs> but Loretta, he he created man in his image and after his likeness. That's he wanted us to be like him, not be him. But be like him. We want he wants to represent yeah. who he is. We are we are the express representation and image of the Almighty God. So oh, just, you know, in heaven, that's right. So so just wow, it's you know, just live it. That's all I can say and and, and be patient because it's it, as Loretta says, it's it's a journey. It's, it's it's not a sprint, it's not a marathon, it's a journey. And it's a never-ending journey. And the only the only way this journey ends, you know that you have made it into the presence of God. That's where. And when you get there, your journey begins again. <laughs> now so, that's right, the so destination right there for me. <laughs> that is the destination. Anything else is, you know, it's just part of the journey. And we have those X's that we you like to talk about. How there's the learning lessons on the X's and and all that good stuff. So I'm yeah. just so excited about the study today. I'm energized. I really, really like, you know, when we when we share that, you know, Jesus paid this price. <laughs> he paid that for us. So, oh, my goodness, there's no condemnation, y'all. And that's you um, all for those New Yorkers that are listening. So I just want everybody to, to live it and to, to, to relax and enjoy it. And, you know, trust God, trust God. So, Michael, thank you so much for this Marla the King um, birthday conversation that we had on Renewing the Mind. Thank you all so much for listening to Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach. Until next time, uh, we can't wait to talk to you all again and we'd love to hear some feedback. So get on those phones and send us some emails or get on the PC or the laptop and um, email us at gloryatp at aol.com or Loretta McNary show at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing your comments. As always, think positive, dream big dreams, help someone along the way, and we will talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.